Welcome to the Thrive Podcast, the place where you will get to know inspiring real-life women who dare to do the uncommon. They embrace who they are in their life's purpose, and most importantly, they thrive because of it. I am Olga Mueller, a personal success coach and speaker, passionate traveler, and unshakable believer that everyone deserves to live a life they love without ever having to feel guilty about it. Each week, I will introduce you to powerhouse women from all around the world to show you that you can create a fulfilling life you love, no matter the circumstances, personal history, or topic. Me and my fellow ladies are here to bust your fears, your feelings of guilt and shame, and boost your confidence to a whole new level where you are finally able to see that I can do it too. Get ready to dare, embrace, and thrive unapologetically with us. Let's do this. So, welcome to a new episode of the Thrive Podcast. Today I have some, let's say, musical uh, accompaniment with me. Um, uh, a very nice girl from the UK. Well, originally from Russia, but now living in London. Her name is Vera Shatok, um, but she's also known as the singing London Mama. Um, Vera is a blogger and a self-made English teacher who uses music to help English-speaking mothers, fathers, and teachers, mainly from Russia, to learn English with children from zero to six years old. The goal of the London Mama Project is to tell parents about fun and easy games, books and poetry, and of course, songs that little British children sing in the UK. Her love for this topic, which started as a hobby, turned into a community of over 15,000 mothers and babies from more than 20 countries who are now singing along with her. And I'm so happy to have you with us today, Laura. Welcome. Oh, hello, Olga. Hello. Wow, you've got it spot on about me. It kind of sounds bigger than uh, it is, actually. But yeah, hello, everyone. It's well, good to be here. It's. I, I don't think it's bigger than it is. It's just what it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's kind of gradually growing into that kind of um, project. Yeah, as a hobby, it's really cool, and um, I'm really, you know, happy to have you on the podcast because, um, well, not only, um, you know, I really love um, the fact that you're kind of turning, let's say, such a niche hobby into something, you know, professional for yourself and something that has had nothing to do with let's say your career thus far um yeah yeah and <laughs> and also you know um setting an example of doing it really while being a mom like um setting this up developing this into a business eventually and um all while working being a mom and let's say all the everyday life so that's why I'm really, you know, uh, happy to share with the with the listeners today. Nice. So, um, why don't you tell us really how you got actually started on becoming, let's say, the singing London mama? Because <laughs> this is, I think, nothing that really, you know, um, you were doing like on a professional level in any kind of way. Um, yeah, good question. How it all started. So. Um... Well, first things first, maybe if we go back to, you know, about 27 or old years uh, when uh, my mother and dad, father decided that all good girls, Russian girls, go to music school. <laughs> so obviously they've tried to put me into the music school and actually failed because they say this one just can't sing. <laughs> nope, no way. I was like, okay, well, you know, probably I should probably uh, do something else, go to ballet or ice skating, you know. But my mum actually... Um, insisted on trying and having it another go so she 
got me a music tutor and a few other four or five-year-olds with me were uh, doing some lessons uh, at home. And I still remember the songs which I now sing to my children who are Sasha three and a half, George is two, and all what I was doing at the age of three and four and five comes back and it's what you want to do with them. So long story short, uh, in a year time, I actually passed the audition to this music school because it was quite serious and then gradually was singing all my life because it was a music school, uh, mm-hmm. a choir school with lots of touring around Europe and um, let's say it was a hobby and quite a few of the mm-hmm. people who were in the school went to be professional musicians. Mm. But uh, that was not my sort of choice or maybe I thought I'm not good enough because music is fun but is not paid well, especially mm. in Russia. And um, at the time it was 90s, so it was... Um, decided on the family council that probably it's a good idea I'll go and study economics instead because I was quite good at maths and um, guitar and singing was kind of done uh, in my kitchen for my friends when my mum and dad were away in the Dutcher during weekends. <laughs> you know, that kind of style of um, singing. Um, so forwarding back to now, three years ago I um, became a mum, so I had mm-hmm. Sasha first and uh, I realized that all of these memories come back and there are so many songs here in London because at the time I moved from Moscow to London and I live here now for about, about t- 10 years. So obviously being here as a professional working in a data protection consultancy and sales in the city is very different from being a mum going to sing nursery rhymes <laughs> to all these groups. So it was, wow. Didn't know any songs about maybe you. You'll probably know, you know, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, How I Wonder What You Are. And this is what was my repertoire at the time. But there were so many other songs, and all the children were doing them with actions, even like, you know, 18 months old, that twinkling their stars and showing me the diamond. I was like, wow, this is <laughs> amazing. And everybody's doing it, not just one group of people who is going to this particular you know, music group. So. Mm. I decided I need to get break in and um, I was going to all these music classes almost every other day, singing it at home with my little Sasha at the age of six months. So I thought maybe I should share it because it's brilliant. Everybody should sing quality <laughs> nursery rhymes. Um, and um, probably, uh, you know, Instagram is where all the mums uh, spend quite a bit of their time for not just browsing pictures, especially in Russia, but also getting lots of useful advice. Mm-hmm. And I thought I'd maybe blog about songs from our music classes for six months olds. Um, so I recorded a batch of maybe 15 songs, yeah, all of this, you know, the wheels on the bus go round and round, I don't know, you guys sing it maybe. <laughs> uh, and um, then I decided that maybe good idea to start uploading him. It was very scary actually, because, you know, putting it not for friends, but just out there in the world. And then gradually more people joined and uh, joined and started singing with me, started saying, give us more. And it was not just friends of, um, you know, friends from uni who are still in Moscow. It, uh, it was, yeah, sorry, I'm probably, you know, overwhelming you with the amount of information. So, yeah, um, feel free to interrupt me and ask questions. No, it all sounds great. I mean, how did you actually or why did you think that, you know, um, bringing English songs, children's songs to especially like rub- or Russian um, people or Russian, you know, f- friends. Why, why did you think that was so maybe valuable to them? Um, to be honest, at the time, I didn't think about 
my community or people who will be listening to that, I thought that this is quite interesting and I do enjoy it a lot and mm -hmm. this is not what we do at home. So maybe it could be useful for some of my friends. But mainly I did it because I enjoyed it and I quite liked it. Probably mm. more than even my daughter at that time. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah. like, no, stop, mommy, please. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we still need to do zoom, zoom, zoom. Let's go to the moon. Well, exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, were you not afraid of putting yourself out there publicly because always the one thing is uh, I think especially when it comes to arts or singing we're so self-critical with ourselves and so one thing is to let's say do it for yourself but then really to have the courage to share it uh, on a on a big platform like you know Instagram or YouTube is a completely different story and I'm sure many people would you know shy away and keep it to themselves that's a very very good question Because I think uh, until recently, actually, my mum did not quite understood it and did not quite supported it because mm -hmm. she thought it's something strange <laughs> which takes a lot of your time and you have to be with children 24-7. So let's say I had to, and I also had a few friends of mine who probably would laugh at me or maybe mm -hmm. think, oh, it's a silly thing, what are you doing? Um, but then I thought, I like what I'm doing and I enjoy it. My daughter enjoys it. So do other children in this playgroup mm -hmm. so I should share it because it's fun and because it's fun and it brings joy it probably brings joy to more people so why not to do it and I thought it's more important than hiding behind a few names oh that's awesome um yeah because I think this also um maybe a very you know helpful tip for all the people who are saying like oh no I don't want to get in front of the camera or put myself out there It's uh, really focusing on the people you can serve with it and not on yourself. So I really love that you're mentioning that. And so um, now within, let's say, a really rather short term of, of time, I think you've grown it really to over 15,000, um, I mean, at least followers on Instagram who are watching your videos and watching, you know, your songs. Um, what do you think... Um, has has helped you or has been like kind of a success factor for you to be able to to grow this audience in in such in such a short period of time to a rather big audience um well yes i think it's um probably been successful because it was something i like doing and i'm doing regularly mm -hmm. so first you do it as a hobby and then you need to commit and actually um, to continue putting songs because you can put 10, 15 songs but people want more so now it becomes a bit more of a serious business because people want more, people want to have a life with you, they ask you questions, they ask you more questions so you realize mm. that you're actually engaging with the audience rather than just posting some videos mm. and because I probably I was talking to my audience doing more live sessions and I think I enjoy best lives so For you guys, if you're not sure what to do, just go live and ask your people who are following you, what do you want? Do you want mm. more songs? Uh, do you want vocabulary? Because I realize now that people are asking me not just for songs, but also how do British people talk to their kids? What do they say? How do you say, you know, you're being naughty, mm -hmm. uh, tie your shoelaces properly, or you're going to fall over, or let me put your pants on, and um, that kind of particular little details. And all of what they wanted to mm -hmm. hear from me, they told me, and then I've put together content because my followers asked me to do that. So I guess that's that was a 
being engaged with the audience, I think that's very important. Would you say that you've been um, a very, how to say that, a regular user of the platform before? I know for myself, like dealing with Instagram is such, I don't know, I, I, I can't deal with some or certain things. I just don't understand. <laughs> so oh, yeah. was that oh, something yeah. that you were battling with as well or did that come natural to you? Oh, I think there was, you know, all this algorithms, hashtags and particular ways how you need to put together yeah. a picture. And this is this is a lot of courses online if you want to study how to be a successful Instagram blogger. But I think I realized at the time that I enjoy interacting with people, but not mm -hmm. necessarily physically being a blogger and learning mm -hmm. about all this um, algorithms. So now I've got uh, I've gone through a few courses that I realized I like singing and I like interacting with children. I like being live. So what I've done, I've got um, a very nice girl who helps me with advice on how to mm. put and what to put in what what particular time, like 9 a.m. or 9 p.m., because that's what impo what's important for other reasons. But what's important for me is being engaged with the audience and mm -hmm. seeing my mummies and seeing their children. So I'm going to Moscow in February now, and I'm going to be there in June. And each time I'm coming, I'm putting together this musical sessions. And mm -hmm. this time I've got about... 70 families who will come wow. to my sessions and also I've been invited to two other nurseries English clubs to mm -hmm. sing in front of maybe 40 families and another 50 families which is overwhelming people want to see you live people want to see yeah. your your you singing you doing storytelling and this is something which as you said self-taught teacher yeah uh, that's that's how it came to me that people want to have personal contact How does Rather that than seeing your posts. Yeah, how does that feel to go from, you know, just put just singing by yourself with your daughter, putting the video online and then now really like singing with 70 families? Like that's huge, I feel. Yeah, I know. When it was sort of two years ago when I came in summer to Moscow and just advertised I'm coming, come to the park and I'll bring my guitar and then all of these families turned up. I was like, Wow guys, hello. <laughs> great to see you I didn't expect anything like that uh, but then when I that then when I started realizing that it's actually could become a project which actually could be monetized because if I put it professionally and organize sessions mm -hmm. and a nice venue etc it becomes like you know music sessions I'm going to in London mm -hmm. and people want me not the other entertainer who is coming to do other songs somewhere else which is which which was great to realize and probably a bit scary at the time because as I always thought maybe I'm not a very good singer or mm. maybe not an English teacher with 10 years of experience but uh, people come to you and people seem to enjoy and leave you positive reviews and they want to come again and lots of people not just came to my lessons but also um, I've organized now three camps mm -hmm. uh, where I'm taking uh, about 10 to 14 families to Greece or to, this year I'm taking them to Turkey and to Altai Mountains as well in the middle of Russia. So we're all coming together and spending beautiful 10 days together when we all wow. speak English, sing songs, do lots of crafts, have adventure together, have a little festival nine days long. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah, that's very touching. They trust and believe in me. That's awesome. Was that uh, the, the moment that you just described, um, going to the park or uh, saying, hey guys, I'm coming to Moscow, was that the first time that you kind of did this like public um event yeah yeah but I, that was the first time and was that 
like literally the moment where you realized hey this could be like something more for yourself or were you already um maybe playing with the idea before that actually happened no, I think that was uh, the first time because I didn't know if anyone will turn up or maybe that could be a couple of my friends mm. who, who who know me personally but actually none of my friends turned up because they were all like <laughs> kids got ill and I was like okay well you know maybe someone else will come and suddenly people who did know me personally they came and seems like we had a connection through the blog which wow. is why it's so important to keep on posting videos keep on talking to your audience yeah. and then they really get to know you you, you are their, their helper for every day you know activities for children and they you're becoming mm. part of the family as one of mums told me you know their That's little so son calls me auntie vera auntie vera is singing i was like wow <laughs> i'm very very thrilled privileged part of the family now yeah yeah <laughs> that's so awesome um so i mean how did you then i mean having this insight of hey this could be something bigger maybe i could even you know um uh go down this path you know professionally um uh, when did you make the decision to really um pursue this as something uh rather let's say uh, rather like a business than just a hobby anymore what led you to you know make that kind of shift or start start at least out and try it out well i think it's still kind of half-baked business i wouldn't say it's a particular business model because mm -hmm. um i've put together a couple of online courses uh which were done in my house with my eight months old daughter at a time with a camera so it was all like you know still testing the waters and yes people wanted it people subscribed to the courses and they wanted more courses so um and i feel like i need to now take it seriously and do something mm -hmm. of real quality and that's where i'm i'd like to collaborate with someone mm -hmm. so i think to make it real good quality you need a partner yeah Uh, so I'm now partnering with my sister-in-law, Jessica, who is an English teacher with 10 years of experience. So wow. very, very experienced person. And she has a two-year-old son, Alex, who oh. is two weeks older than my Georgie, who is two <laughs> in two weeks, which is amazing. So she has this vocabulary of an English mama mm -hmm. and I have an audience and I can translate mm -hmm. her knowledge and my knowledge combined in the 10 years of living in London and having children and drive it in the way my audience wanted so we're thinking of creating really fun videos but with more teaching with more tests which is i'm not a teacher originally so yeah. i'm sort of a translator but i'm bringing the expert and mm -hmm. this is where my show really hopefully will pick up but this is our plan for the next seven months to do some really great content that sounds really great because i mean what people don't know <laughs> listening um is that we already talked like nine months ago actually skype reminded me of that <laughs> Uh, that it was actually nine months ago and so back then i just to share with the people listening you were still debating you know um whether you should take the leap of faith and try it out let's say full-time or not and um, back then you were still i think you had just almost recently started going back to your job or um it was still a short time so um i think even though let's say you might consider it just, you know, starting out with building a business. Um, you've come to the point now where you are actually taking the leap. So I think um, you've you've taken a, uh, or built up at least quite a lot of confidence and courage in the last nine months. So could you take us a little bit to 
you know, um, nine months ago, what were some of the um, maybe inner inner conversations that you had with yourself and what has actually then helped you to come to that point of saying, you know what, I'll just try it. Screw it. Um, yes, I was going back and forward um, with maternity leave and uh, second maternity leave and sabbatical and kind of not knowing, do I come back? Do I not? Do I come back part time? And um, the other thing is that when I did my camp last year in Greece, which was second time, And um, I had this 10 families with me and um, my mum and dad and my who were helping me with children. And uh, when I was doing, I think it was the third day of my camp and we are all together by the sea in a beautiful place. I can see that everybody is enjoying themselves and becoming a group because they're all families. They didn't know about each other. And I just felt that I'm doing something really good for me, mm-hmm. really good for my children, really good for the families who came and uh, I'm actually getting paid for it. Um, and that was the moment when I realized that this is what I really like doing. Mm. And this is very different from my office job, which is all right, but it's a completely <laughs> different, satisfactory feeling when I close yeah. the deal, which probably will actually bring me much more money than the camp. But comparing to the feeling of fulfillment and happiness and knowing that you make a difference, mm. I think that particular feeling was I'd like to do more of the work which brings me this feeling and look at the lifestyle rather than you know targets and uh, wages and slightly different business office world yeah was it ever a real big struggle for you let's say to um, make the decision let's say from a financial point of view because I think this is what keeps um, a lot of people also um, maybe too long in a job that they don't yep. like and that is just a means to an end and like really having this fear of like how will I be a- or will I be able to support myself how can I make it work etc yeah. was that something yeah. that you experienced as well oh definitely I think that's uh, a very difficult question which is still kind of hanging hanging in the air of how we're going to do it but um, the more I think about it, the more I think I'm ready to make sacrifices of you know How much new clothes do you need or how mm. much coffee do you need or how much of this particular extras you need which you come up with all these habits uh, but maybe it's not worth it if you want to pursue what makes you happy and if you're happy it means your family is happy your children are happy and everybody around are better off so what's the trade-off um, and uh, of course i have a support uh, from my husband who mm. is jumping with me in this adventure but he's been to my camps he knows what's it like and um he enjoyed it as well i think yeah um so yeah that's great it's it's scary and again let's let's speak in six nine months i'll tell you maybe i'll need to find another job or maybe the business will will actually you know balance itself up but i think you have to trust and try Mm. you always can get another job Yeah. Is it, is it, is this, because I was about to ask, you know, was there any specific like thought that you can think of that went through your mind when you finally made the decision? Like what comes up, um, Mm -hmm. I think repeatedly, um, is really many people coming to the situation where they're like, okay, what do I have to lose? You know, I've got nothing to lose. And like you mentioned, I can always find a different job. Um, was that similar for you or was there something else that went through your head? I think I was thinking about telling my boss that actually I'm leaving and I want to be more with my children. I don't want to be, you know, running to school 
rushing to do calls and doing my Instagram singing mm. maybe in a very limited time and uh, doing it all as extra work and I'm constantly tired juggling all of this so it's not yeah. easy to juggle all of these things especially when your own business becomes more of a serious thing and more of a commitment yeah um so I think I was thinking for about six months almost every week we've got the call with him one-to-one how are you doing how is your targets how's mm-hmm. everything and I have to uh, put myself together and become a business person talking to yeah, my boss mm-hmm. but then one day I said to him I I was not even preparing I just said you know I think I'm going I think I need to be with my children I need to be with my family it's time and although he said I'm not I haven't expected it but uh, I understand and I respect your decision and he was very sweet about it mm. well obviously they've given me three months and now I'm in the end of my last month still mm-hmm. working and still um, doing all the handovers but I think it was just the point when I just thought it was like not even think uh, thoughts in your head. It was probably emotional. Mm, yeah. Let's just do it. It's mm-hmm. time, and I felt very calm after that. I think mm. it was just the right time because when I said it, I was like before I was so stressed and how yeah. do I perform here and how do I keep up my promises to my subscribers and to my children because I was not spending enough time with them mm. and shouting and being just very stressed and not being myself. And since I've actually opened up my heart and became honest with what I want to do, mm-hmm. it all became much, much calmer and much, much more how it should be. That's beautiful. Yeah. Is there something that has helped you on um, maybe getting back this, let's say, hard connection with yourself? Because I think, like this, the situation that you described, like we get so caught up in everyday stress with work, we get so disconnected from everything and from ourselves, as in particular, that we even forget, you know, what is it that we actually want? You know, we just um, are treading in this hamster wheel and just going, going, going without even knowing yeah. where the oh, fuck yeah. are we actually oh, going? Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. So, yeah. um, is there anything that has helped you, kind of? find your way back to yourself or to your heart's desires that you can maybe share with people and that they can even maybe apply for themselves? Um, yes, I think what's maybe if, especially if you're a mom and you're listening mm-hmm. to us uh, and with young children, they kind of teach you a lot and they mm-hmm. are constantly putting you back to who you are and we're resisting, we pretend we're grown ups, but actually it's a lot of things being stirred by the appearance of these little ones in our lives and um, I think I was going, I started taking sessions with a psychotherapist, mm-hmm. um, it, which was successful partially, but some of the things which came up were a bit too big for me. So, um, but the more and more I was, you know, there's probably this movement of, uh, you know, trust the universe, mm-hmm. open up, just um, try to be in the moment, which is, sounds all really easy and very nice, but it's so difficult. Because the moment this wheel starts rolling again, especially you're back to the office, back to your normal mm. everyday life, where everybody is in this wheel wanting more and more, you, it's very difficult to remember that to actually relax, breathe in and breathe out. But I guess following more people who talk to you about, you know, just come, trust yourself, trust, listen to yourself, have your inner conversation with yourself, you know, mm. rise your vibrations because whatever we, we do, if we're happy, we're, we're raising vibrations, but if we're stressed and running about, 
that's not helping not us, not our children, not our family. So why is it happening? It's more important now to slow down a little bit. Yeah. I think that's what I was gradually trying to do. Still trying. I'm just at the beginning of this journey of mastering mm-hmm. all of that. But uh, I think that's definitely a big realization. Yeah. I, I can I can second that. Uh, I'm also personally uh, starting this year. I've made it my uh, one of my goals to find m- more connection, even uh, more connection with myself and also let's say the divine the universe whatever you want to call it yeah and um it's simple but it's not easy yep. yeah 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 <laughs> it's like uh, i just got a challenge from my coach this week telling like telling me like spend 30 to 60 minutes not doing anything without any stimulation not no music no nothing to see and i was like oh my god okay this like it sounds so simple but fuck it was like how am i gonna do that <laughs> yeah know? oh god have you succeeded have you lasted the whole hour oh. no i have not lasted the whole <laughs> hour yet but <laughs> i'm on my way i'm practicing but um you do feel like completely different and like you mentioned for people who are listening and I think maybe the the kind of easiest thing that you can really start out with is just breathe. It sounds yeah. maybe ridiculous, but really mm-hmm. the just deep breathing and focusing on your breathing can really like calm you down so quickly. So if mm-hmm. you guys want to try it out, something easy, try that. And also one more thing which yeah. helps me, even though, you know, when I've got to get together two little ones and deliver them to two different nurseries when you're standing and brushing your teeth just feel like you're standing and you're rooting you're mm-hmm. actually standing because mm. i've realized that i'm kind of standing but sort of on my tiptoes sometimes or not mm-hmm. on my full uh foot and that's kind of when you just stand and you're standing and you're brushing your teeth maybe you're washing the dishes feel that you're standing and you're rooting in uh, just maybe for a second or two once you're doing your everyday jobs and standing that's kind of made a bit of a difference mm-hmm. sort of not a meditation itself you know an hour it's a precious time especially with having yeah. children and work and you know blogs and all the all the amazing things you want to achieve in life but yeah uh, yeah that could be maybe a helpful tip that's a great advice i've never heard of it so i'm gonna try it out so um like you mentioned, really like doing all those things at the same time. Also, I know that from my own experience can be like super tough because um, it's like you never get a break. But um, how did you make it work for yourself, you know? And did you actually, um, was there ever a moment where you kind of uh, felt into this mommy guilt trap feeling like? Oh, yeah. You're doing a bad yeah. job being a mom and um, not taking, um, I don't know, enough uh, enough good care of them or spending enough time or whatever the, you know, the mind talk is. Yeah, I think that's um, a very sweet sweet trap to get into. And, uh, <laughs> um, there is a term you, pro- I'm sure you know about is you're a um, you're a good mother, you're a good enough mother, or you're a good enough father. I was just talking about it with um, took Sasha to a body lesson. There is a dad who actually resigned from work and he's looking after two um, young daughters, which is great. He's mm-hmm. an ex-school teacher and um, he's very open about it. And we were just laughing about how we kind of, especially with two, and managing all of that work all around us. That's yeah. just, you just come, you just survive and this is why you're good enough. Whatever you do, you're good. As long as I think you connect with them and um you've got this time to connect it doesn't have to be all the time yeah 
it's another very very important topic for uh, for another long conversation of um, how to how to remember to fulfill all the all the all the obligations and as a mother and uh, that's why actually I'm resigning part mm-hmm. of it it's growing the business but part of it I just want to be sometimes late for the nursery and it's all right you can be late you can't expect from a three-year-old to get on time to school every day yeah and if you don't have any conference calls waiting for you at quarter past nine that makes your life much easier and I realize <laughs> that's probably one one aspect aspect of my life I can make make it a little bit easier by eliminating it yeah and that's why I'm doing the sacrifice it's not a sacrifice but this decision as well mm-hmm. is there anything that has helped you um to um well besides let's say adapting kind of your environment a little bit to give you more let's say space and time for really focusing on the things that you value um is there anything um that you were able or that has helped you shift maybe those like limiting beliefs that you had around I'm a bad mom when or if I do X, Y, Z. Has there anything, um, was there anything that has helped you with um, like tackling those, those emotions or those beliefs that got you back into this trap every other now and then? Mm, I think in an ideal world, I'd like to always become whatever happens, whatever happens with them, I'm not letting myself get angry or get upset with, with them because they're my children and I mm-hmm. love them. And remembering that there should be love is the, the, the first thing. And everybody talks about love and it's self-love and all of that. But I think trying to remember that and when you look at them and you can say, you're now teaching me a lesson. You mm. know, screaming, lying on the floor, but this is a lesson to me. I will become a better person if I'm not going to scream at you. But actually, I remember that I love you. And um, even if you screamed, next time you try to remember and maybe you, you shout less or you you try to change your behavior because it all comes mm. to us and there's no point of getting into a guilt trip but just trying to understand what what's the trigger, what makes you crazy and why, why you're a bad mom, what are you doing? You're not spending enough time with them. How can you spend more time with them or maybe more quality time? What can you do very special to them? Maybe... You know, I was um, a few times leaving my daughter out of hours after the nursery after school club. So mm-hmm. I gave her a card and wrote her a message and a picture and I tried to make it as comforting as possible for her. So it's maybe little things when you're not there, you still can mm-hmm. tell your love. Um, or even you're making their beds when you're at home, maybe working from home, you can fluff their bed and say, I love you. Even they're not there, they still have their bed. They spent eight hours in their bed. So yeah. you can give them give their bed a little bit of your life love you know it probably sounds a bit crazy <laughs> but uh, i think that that can help yeah no definitely and i think also another uh, important thing is to or that has helped me personally dealing with all this you know kind of expectations or what i'm supposed to do being a mom uh, or not mom is like really uh, when you get those thoughts is like really realizing uh, who whose expectation or whose rule is that actually you know who defines Yep. when I'm gonna be a good mom I'm the only fucking person who can define that yeah. and um, <laughs> I don't need other people's you know um, let's say judgment or evalu- evaluation based on their own kind of criteria who are not living my life and I think yeah. oh, as yeah. long as you really focus on on loving them and um, doing the best that you can like you mentioned I think yeah. this is all that matters 
and in the end yeah. you're creating you know a better future for them by doing what you love and that again helps you to show up completely differently than doing a job that just exhausts you right yeah yeah exactly that's so true <laughs> so it's tough stuff at a time yeah and so um you mentioned already a little bit um the kind of the first steps that you took um on 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 let's say starting out with the business and making it grow um but what are maybe um some what is maybe some advice that you can give you know to other people who are maybe um also share some hobbies in some very niche things where, where they where they think like you know it's impossible that i can make let's say a living out of that um is there some advice that you can give them on maybe just you know the first steps to um get started to try out or to focus on yeah i think that's a good thing the first thing i would suggest is go and go out there and find like-minded people, like-minded women, like-minded interpreters. So it doesn't have to be specifically, you know, if I'm singing, um, I didn't go and sing lots of singing mums. I was going to uh, Women in Business Networking in London, which um, there are lots of women from all different business areas, but it was so, so helpful. Just support you can get and advice from all different directions of life. So um, networking with people with women who are trying to achieve similar things to you and they all speak from their heart and they love what they do doesn't have to be exactly the same thing you do Mm. but being inspired by someone else's example and sharing with them your thoughts Mm -hmm. it could be even better than your mom or your partner because they could be a bit skeptical they know you but breaking out there and meeting with uh, people who love what they do and they're trying to grow and trying to get better uh, and they can understand you and give you good advice mm-hmm. and encouragement. I think that's that's a great help. Yeah. Forming your support group. What do you think has uh, your support group? Your support group. What is happening today? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, has given you the most because I also find it a very uh, important factor and maybe also a factor that people might be underestimating what an impact you know let's say the there's a saying like you're the average of the five people you surround yourself most with yeah. and oh, i feel yeah. like it's it's so, so true. true you know but it it might sound like not so impactful uh, when you first hear it but it's like really when you kind of think about who who those people really are what they're thinking about what they want to achieve in life what their values are etc it just you know can shock you (laughs) that those are the people you actually surround yourself with but then on the other hand also so uplifting when they are the people like you mentioned who share the same interests so what do you think has um has this maybe finding this new group of people uh, contributed to maybe your life or all, even like, let's say, this business journey so far? Uh, so one uh, support group is your networking community mm-hmm. who can give you a business advice or you might find partners to collaborate with because I think on our own in this day of 21st century when there are a lot of things happening, so much content being created, and then you're sitting on your own thinking, oh, my God, it's just too much already. And I'm creating extra mm. bit of data. But actually collaborating 
and I found it really useful because all my ideas came from people coming to me and saying, well, let's collaborate, let's put together a course mm. or let's do a camp together. And then I realized that probably I can better do it on my own or find other mm-hmm. people to support me. But again, it's through being open to collaborations and saying yes to opportunities which come. And also biggest support group is my followers. It's my mummies. It's the mummies and daddies. I shouldn't uh, discriminate <laughs> daddies and uh, all the English teachers and uh, um you guys are the best. You've given me all this um, ideas and inspiration. And some of you, uh, you know, some are my clients. Some are mm-hmm. uh, spreading the word and telling their friends about you. Uh, somebody became my uh, partners or my helpers. Uh, somebody I've employed before. Or somebody helped me with work. So it's incredible how people you're searching for, they're just here. You mm. just need to ask for help mm. and say, sometimes I'd like to do this together with such and such describe this profile and then ask your audience or you know jesse is my sister-in-law it's incredible how i know her now for like about eight years and we've decided mm-hmm. to collaborate just recently still taking baby steps and taking it carefully because it's another way of how to arrange a business partnership with someone you mm. your family but at the same time it's been so far very enjoyable and she's a business person She's doing her upset for like now 10 years and teaching English. Yeah. So she has vast um, professional advice. Again, again, very useful collaboration. So, yeah. That's really That's, good advice. That's, I think like sometimes we underestimate, let's say, the resources that we have available to us. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like you mentioned, I, I really love the fact that you just said that, like, just, you know, the people are there, you just need to ask. And I think sometimes for us women in particular, it's so difficult somehow to just ask for help, like with this image oh, yeah. of like, oh, no, I can do it all by myself. But fuck, you don't need yeah. to do it all by yourself, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, otherwise you just burn out and just, yeah. Yes, exactly. So what would you say were maybe... um some of the challenges that you have um, experienced so far uh, with this whole journey um, of the London Mama project, let's call it like that. Um, were there things, what are maybe some of the challenges the mo- that were most maybe unexpected for you and um, that you had to overcome in the last couple of years in making this happen uh, so far? Yeah, I think that's um, the balancing it all family, job, career, and uh, your project, and really thinking, is it this project is my hobby, and I like doing it because my children are young, and I'm mm-hmm. going to all this, uh, you know, groups, but actually, I studied economics, and been working in the city, maybe I should pursue this career, and actually, you know, this is just something for fun, but then I was asking myself more and more, what do I actually like doing, what makes me happy, mm-hmm. and And then that was a big challenge of how to balance it all up. And I realized something should should go because you can't do properly too many things. Mm. And that was a major challenge. And sometimes maybe a year and a half ago, I would just think, no, don't want to do more blogs, Instagram, God, annoying stuff, mm-hmm. all this, you know, people there and just maybe delete it for a bit, have a break. Mm. Um, so I think I... I had a few moments when I was just thinking, just don't have energy for this anymore. It's very time consuming. Bloggers, mm-hmm. bloggers are luxury because it's all for free. It's a lot of useful information and to write mm-hmm. quality material, record a song, arrange it. It's a lot of work and uh, constantly producing it and producing more and more new content. This is 
quite draining. Yeah. And at the same time, coming back to basics, if you can't produce more live content, talk to your audience, do a live. And this is what <laughs> I like best. When I show up with my face, I might not put like all perfect makeup sometimes, but I'm, I'm who I am. Exactly. And the best thing, I think, the best thing about the blog and uh, about this project is you are who you are. At work, yes, you are, but you're also a business person and you need mm. to put up a certain face. Uh, you know, we all have many faces and many different us in us. Mm -hmm. It's not just one dimension, but um, I'd like to be using all the dimensions, but um, being accepted for who I am first things first. And this is what I can do freely uh, in, in my lives and my uh, camps I put together because it's my own program, my own show, of course. I always ask, what do you guys want? Because I'm doing it for you. Mm -hmm. But then uh, I'm free to to do it the way I think is best and direct it. Mm -hmm. And you're all part of my show, of course, and uh, you're all contributing. So we're creating all together this beautiful festival yeah. or feast or whatever you call it. But um, yeah, being, being yourself, being comfortable with yourself, mm. I think that's a massive difference. Yes, yes, I, I, I see that. Is there anything that you would say, let's say from growing this uh, professionally, that there has been uh, or what has been the biggest challenge on that side? Uh, yes, I didn't grow up being a teacher, but at the same time, I realized that I need to. So I did more online courses, gone to same, so many more uh, different classes, asked people, sort of studied a lot how to do what are all the teaching techniques. There are so many methods out there, so mm -hmm. what is best? And I'm very, very um, sort of always open to learn and study and get as much um, as much information for this passion, this now, now becoming my subject and my passion. Yeah. Of um, yeah, so it's always always learning because I think that's you always can get better. Mm. But it's interesting. That's exciting. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's about embracing the let's say the unknown, right? That's what I'm. What's that's what I'm hearing the this past week. It's like always embrace the unknown. <laughs> yeah, you know this Frozen two. Ah, have you seen it? Not not yet. Well, the Frozen two. No. Frozen. Yeah, my son is too small. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it's all in the future, and they have the theme uh, into their known. So yeah, it is. Okay, uh, and I think this is the best thing about it because you don't know what's coming, mm -hmm. and if you believe in it, and if you're positive, and then talk to your people, the project evolves. And I didn't know that I'll be doing camps two years ago, mm -hmm. and I didn't know that uh, looking back now, I can answer some questions with confidence just because I've got this experience. But three years ago, I didn't have it. But just think about sometimes what you have achieved in this short period of time you've been doing your hobby mm. and actually compare yourself with yourself and you see yes you've grown you have so much more knowledge and so much more useful information you can share useful or you know uh, inspiring yeah. so how, how do you how do you make a, a difference to your community mm. yeah and so much more exciting things can happen yeah well how do you actually how do you enjoy like embracing this unknown thing like wh what it, what gives you like let's say what makes you feel more excited or more like um maybe curious or happy about it than being like oh my god what the fuck is gonna happen you know what am i gonna do about it there are two approaches for this i'd say um one approach is you know piece of paper and a pen and mm. write down all the plans and projects and map out your 
um, year, your five years, your vision for your business. Because, you know, if you're um, an architect without a plan, builders might show up and build you um, a, a shed, mm-hmm. you know, a, a shed instead of a, a castle, just because you didn't give them the idea of what you would like it to be. So actually mapping it out with all the you know, project management tools and um, writing down all the things you want and not being afraid of dreaming big, that's one thing. Mm. And the other, it's so sort of more coming back to the universe and uh, uh, being a bit of a metaphor, metaphor, metaphoric. But sometimes I've started recently doing it, sitting in my sofa and thinking out of the window, looking out of the window, but not looking into the trees which needs to be cut or the neighbor's cars which are annoying, <laughs> but actually thinking up there in the sky and seeing up through the trees to the clouds and just thinking and looking up higher mm-hmm. and opening up your your vision. Mm-hmm. Maybe that will help. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I think not just staring at what's already known, but mm. opening up your gaze to something bigger. Yeah, sort of sit down and stare at the sky. Maybe that will help. <laughs> but actually, well, maybe as, it as does. Crazy as it sounds, we need sometimes just uh, time to 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 yeah to to wonder uh, like to wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it metaphorically, but um, it's not just pen and paper sometimes, which can just you know overwhelm you with. How do I achieve all this, what I've just yeah. written down? So um, if you had the opportunity to uh, implant one message, one belief into every woman's head, mind, all over the world, that you would really like them to finally believe or know about themselves or about life, what would be that one thing that you would like everybody to know? Oh, that's that's a big question. But I think especially for women, it's so important if we connect to ourselves and be in peace with ourselves, despite all the overwhelming things and business Mm -hmm. plans and all of this incredible amount of thoughts going through our heads. But uh, if you can be calm and in peace with yourself and with your inner universe and outer universe, Mm -hmm. then things will change because we're such under pressure of performing delivering in all fronts of life then we're lost within ourselves so probably finding this peace whatever um helps you and doing it more i think that'll be Mm. a stepping stone for all of us and i'm just starting to to find it yeah but it feels so good i did it's just like i i did a meditation yesterday actually and um it's about just you know actually bringing yourself to a place of being in space and oh, wow. feeling like nothing else like you know it's a, it's like it's by Joe Dispenza if anybody mm-hmm. wants to look it up and it's just like you oh, become yes. nobody in no time and no mm-hmm. space and so you're just basically because actually when you take you know all the all the uh, atoms that everything like the whole us the whole world the whole universe consists and put it all together i think it's just the size of a sugar cube or something like that i heard yeah and everything else <laughs> is just you know space yeah and so he yeah. puts you into this into this mood of just being in space and not feeling anything about yourself and it's just such a relieving like feeling emotion to just be in that space without you know 
having to focus on anything else and just feeling the 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 wide the wideness the openness you know this unlimited kind of space around you <laughs> um yeah 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 no, so i definitely beautiful. so i definitely understand what you mean and um that's one of the i think great ways to come back to yourself um so Another thing that I always like to close out with is, you know, the three nuggets of wisdom. And so um, <laughs> what would be three things that you would like six-year-old Vera to know about herself or about life, um, about maybe her path, I don't know, um, that you would just like to pass on to her? Uh, that was whom you want to pass to? To your, to your six-year-old self. Oh, six-year-old. Oh, wow. Ah, One, enjoy more. Mm -hmm. Enjoy, just enjoy. Two, make sure that everything's connected. So whatever you do now, it's part of a bigger, bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So things are not disjointed and you just close one door and open the other. But it's the house and the doors are in the house. So it's all part of the house. So not just think, oh, crush and burn, school finished, university finished don't know what's what's out there so mm. so all builds up um and three sing and do more music because singing is good for you and music is good for you yeah and whatever you like do more of what you like because this brings you joy that's awesome that's so would you actually we didn't discuss this before we started but would you like to share one of your maybe favorite songs lately just for people to get a, an idea of what it is that you actually like to do. Yeah, cool. So I'll sing you a song, which I think you can sing if it's a great day outside or if it's sun shining or if you've got your, um, if you need to cheer up. So it's um, You Are My Sunshine. You are my sunshine my only sunshine you make me happy when skies are gray you'll never know dear how much i love you and please don't take my sunshine away please don't take my sunshine away oh that's a little one could be a lullaby for your children so yeah i love that one. one yeah oh veras thank you so much for the song for having been on the podcast for having shared you know your story fully you know it inspired people <laughs> to really you know believe that whatever it is that your passion is you can follow it and um make something bigger out of it than you maybe even believe at this moment and um so thank you so much yeah. for inspiring Thank you so much for tuning into the Thrive Podcast and spending your precious time with us. If you found this episode valuable and think that others could benefit from it too, please share it with your network, friends, and family. I would also be forever grateful if you could go over to iTunes and leave us an honest review about the show. And if you have a comment, question, or topic that you would like to see covered on the show, go to algamuller.com slash thrivepodcast. So see you next week, girl. And until then, don't forget that you were meant to thrive.